Simmons. Fly ball shallow left. Back is Cosmo. He'll take it. He'll call. Oh, it's going to drop. It falls. Miscommunication. And the bases are loaded. And Box can't believe it. They're calling it an infield fly rule. Welcome into Infield Fly. Ben, joined as always by Blake Rochelle, J.D. Parker. Boys, we made it through the regular season. Against all odds, sometimes it seemed like we weren't going to, especially my team, but we have made it. Postseason baseball starts tomorrow. I'm pumped. The next few days are going to be crazy with these wild card series. We're going to break it all down for you today. Talk a little bit of Titans at the end, but mainly this is going to be baseball heavy because it's playoff time, boys. Before we get into that, though, what's been going on, fellas? Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the backdrop for the title for the PowerPoint. <laughs> the, the horrifying Blake Snell artwork. <laughs> That's the Blake Snell look when uh... – he sees that the Yankees are on his side of the bracket. <laughs> For those of you who don't know who we're talking about, just go check out MLB's uh, – I think it's MLB's social media. Yes. It wasn't ESPN. Yeah, it was MLB. They had like a caricature drawing of a lot of the premier players, and Blake Snell easily looks the worst. The little pencil mustache. It's like they just took eyeliner, an eyeliner pen and just – drew it on there i mean that's terrible but they got the mole on the side of the face legitimately looks it's one of the most horrifying painting things i've ever (laughs) seen it reminded me of i don't know if y'all ever saw the graphic that they did for the u.s women's national team like in the world cup did you guys ever see that no i only watch real sports okay well the graphic was like (laughs) It, it was so ridiculous. It had, like, Iron Man on it and, like, Travis Kelsey. Oh, and yeah. Captain yeah, Marvel yeah. and, like, just sort of Jay-Z. They're, like, a ridiculous <laughs> assortment of people. <laughs> like Why is Kevin Costner on this painting? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do remember that now. That's what it reminded me of. I was like, who, who is doing this artwork? <laughs> I mean, even if you look at the coloring of the yellow, whatever that is supposed to be behind his head, yeah. They can't even color in the lines. <laughs> Look at it. Uh, no. Back behind his ear. <laughs> they can't even color inside the line. Look, some kid may have done this. I hope that's what it was. Or some kid. His eyes uh, look like cat don't eyes. Even, okay, okay. That's okay. I <laughs> thought we were going like to have to mute size. you out again. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, JD, besides having nightmares from the Blake Snell picture, what's been up with you? Nothing much, guys. Uh, been busy at work. So sorry about being late, but oh, just been watching. Been watching a lot of football. It was a good weekend for football. Um, was not so good of a weekend if you're a Braves fan. We'll we'll get into that here in a minute. But uh, yeah, that's about that's about it. Yeah. Uh, same for me. Not a lot. Been running all over the place this past weekend. Um, we we're supposed to record this yesterday. I didn't get home till a ridiculous hour. So it was just. Just a mess, but congratulations to my good friends getting married this weekend. Josh Van Crystal, wish you the best. Um, You're next, right, Ben? No. <laughs> all that being said, 
all that being said, and just ignoring that comment, let's talk some baseball, fellas. The postseason got set yesterday. There was many wild scenarios, but eventually it all played out. Um, do y'all just want to do this series by series, starting in the AL? Let's do it. Let's do it. First series, the one seed in the American League, J.D. called it the start of the year that they could contend for it. The Tampa Bay Rays will be facing off against the Toronto Blue Jays in the first AL series. We're going to talk the matchup a little bit, give our predictions, of course, and some players to keep an eye on in the series. Maybe some, uh, at least this is the way I took it, some unsung guys that may step up to the plate or the mound and have an impact on the series. So what are your guys' thoughts on the Tampa-Toronto opening wildcard three-game series? All these opening series are three games. Yeah, so the Rays are, according to these percentages, are coming from ESPN. We all know their terrible coverage of baseball, but I like their FPI and all their uh, little percentage games that they throw out there. But the Rays are about a 65% chance to win this series. Uh, of course, you got Blake Snell and him, Jin Ryu going on in game one. I don't know about you guys, but uh, Ryu has been – Pretty nasty here lately for the Blue Jays. Uh, nobody in this Tampa lineup, and you guys might hate on me for saying this, but you guys are real big Tampa guys. Nobody just pops out and scares you. There's not a uh, Freddie Freeman sitting in the middle of that order that you're trying to pitch around or you're trying to get around. Nobody in this Tampa lineup really stands out for me that scares me if I'm a Toronto pitcher. And I that's how I think the balance is how Tampa has been able to manage this season so well and get the number one seed in the AL. But I wonder how that's going to play out in such a short, and he's putting on his Tampa hat, of course, Ben is. Uh, I wonder how that's going to play out in such a short series where, you know, if Toronto goes out here and Ryu throws a gym in game one, and we're going to, I'm going to say this a lot because it is a three game series for all of them. But if Ryu goes out and throws a gym in game one, Tampa's one loss away from going home. Yeah. Uh, the three-game series are scary. They are. So, what do, you, what do you guys think as far as a matchup goes? Yeah, I mean, when I look at this matchup, Blake, I know you mentioned Tampa Bay's lineup. Tampa Bay's got a deep lineup. Yeah. I mean, they got, they got guys that can hit. I mean, I guess their premier hitter, in my opinion, would probably be Brandon Lau. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they got several guys. Uh, Austin Meadows. Uh, he's been. I don't know how much Meadows. He's got an oblique strain, um, and he hasn't hit particularly well this season. No, and I think X he was factor here in a minute. But yeah, he, he was out to begin the begin the year. I think too. I don't know if it was COVID related or what. But um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, they got. I mean, they got G Man. They got. Uh, Adams. Yep. Uh, Kiermaier. I mean, th- they've just got a solid team. Um, they don't have that premier player really, um, but their premier players are really uh, their starting rotation: Glass now, Snell. Uh, I can't think of the other guy's name. He's right-handed. Charlie Morton. Charlie Morton. Charlie, Charlie Morton. Former Brave. I mean, I mean, honestly, they're going to be able to bring in – I think all five of their starters could be pitching, you know, uh, 
if one of their guys gets in trouble, they're just going to yank him early yeah, and then put and somebody else in. Not even to mention their bullpen. Yeah, I mean, their yeah. bullpen's nasty. I mean, Nick Anderson, I think, this year has pitched pretty well. Oh, yeah. Um, and of well, course, that's the thing, get, like – sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, You're JD, good, you're good. Go ahead. Like, when they throw that nasty lefty Ryu out there, the Rays, we saw them run out of all left-handed lineup against Boston. They can yeah. switch it around and run out of all righty lineup against Ryu. That's just a testament to how deep their their roster is. Yeah, that, that's I mean, fair, but, you know, my, my whole point wasn't that they're not deep, they're not good. No, no, yeah. You don't yeah, have that I, one no, or two guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can go through each lineup just about, just almost every single team, and you can pencil in – you know, one or two guys that big bopper. You're pitching around. You're yeah. even even and Ben, don't don't get mad, but St. Louis has probably got one of the worst offenses oh, in the playoffs. No, I'm not getting mad at that. <laughs> but you still have Goldschmidt in the middle of that yeah. lineup that you have to respect. You have to pitch around. You have to plan for yeah. it. Well, the Rays don't really have that. Don't they don't really, really have they don't really have that, yeah, so no. to speak. No. Um so I mean I guess I mean, we're going to hit the X factors. Quick fire on the X factors. Who we think we're going to watch in this? Let's uh, let's hit the X factors. I'll go ahead and throw mine out there. Right. Um, since JD mentioned Austin Meadows, the guy that's been filling in for Austin Meadows is a. It's been kind of a year for former Cardinals. Uh, Randy Rosarina has stepped in for Austin Meadows, and he's been hitting the cover off the ball lately for Tampa Bay. I feel like if he can step in there and, and keep hitting well, he kind of. Uh, He's another bat to watch out for in that outfield. Brings the speed, has good glove. So he's my X factor for Tampa. And I tried to take this, you know, of course we know Brandon Lau and I almost went Adamas, but I tried to go with more of a more of an unsung guy, an unknown type of guy. Mm-hmm. And then for Toronto, which we haven't really talked about them a whole lot outside of Ryu. Um, and after him, I think they're lining up Schumacher and Taiwan Walker Oof. in the rotation. And my X factor for the Blue Jays, if they could steal that win with Ryu, my X factor is Taiwan Walker. If that can go to three games, since coming over to Toronto, he's pitched to a 1.99 ERA his last six starts. It's been super good for him. And one thing that the Rays – I've read a little. They struggle with with some high velo guys, and Walker is a guy that can pump it in there pretty good. So for for Toronto, he's my X factor. Almost went Vlad because we still have not seen Vlad Junior break out the he way he was to supposed to here lately. This four game set against the Yankees, he yeah. had I think four or five extra base hits and eight total hits in a four game series. Yeah. So. But Randy Rosarina, Taiwan Walker, those are my two guys uh, to look for in this series. What about y'all? Yeah, so my X factors, I kind of went. Sort a little bit different route. My X factor was, you know, if this guy has a good series, then this team I think will, will win that on. series. Yep. Or if this guy has a bad series, then that could be the determining factor. And three uh, so, games, there's not a lot of room for error. Right. X factors are huge uh, in in the three game series. So for mine, I went with Tyler Glass. Now he's going to be throwing game two. I think, you know, he he could be pitching in one of two scenarios. He could be pitching to advance. That's if if Tampa wins game one. Or if Ryu does throw a gem and somehow Toronto pulls off the upset in game one, he could be pitching for the season. Um, and in 57 and one-third innings this year, he's got 91 strikeouts. Yeah, he's nasty. You talked about high velo guy. Glass now can absolutely pump it. 30 uh, curve. So that's why I'm going Glass now for the Rays. 
uh, for the Blue Jays, I'm going to go with Ryu. Like I said to start off the whole matchup conversation, if Ryu has a good start for game one, you're now one win away, one fluky game away, which is why I don't like the three-game series. You're now yeah. one fluky win away from being the number one seed in the American League. So those are my two. J.D., what do you got? I'm going to go a little different route with the Blue Jays. You guys mentioned pitchers, um, Walker and Ryu. Uh, those guys will be important to the Blue Jays' success, obviously. But um, I'm going to go with a hitter, and it's not uh, the two uh, – not the two guys you would expect. Not Guerrero, not Bichette. I'm going to go with Lourdes Guriel Jr. Um, I think, you know, he's he's – played well this year offensively um to me they're gonna have to have some guy that they're really gonna have to have that whole lineup all their young guys step up and hit but Guriel's the guy I'm looking at being the x factor in the series um I don't know if he can carry the team but for Blue Jays to win I think someone like that's got to step up y'all mentioned Vlad Jr he just he's kind of been uh non-existent in his early two-year career with all the hype that he got while he was coming up through the minors. And so um, I'm going to go with Guriel Jr. And then uh, Tampa Bay, I'm going to go Blake Snell. I think for Tampa Bay to advance, they got to get off to a good start. Um, they don't necessarily have to have a perfect game from him um, because of their bullpen, but I'm going to go with Blake Snell. I like it. All right. So how do you guys see this first series playing out? I – think Rays in three. I think Tampa's going to uh, beat them in three. Toronto's going to put up a good fight, maybe win that first game behind Ryu. Um, but I like Tampa to advance here in, in the game – or the series goes the distance three games. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Like you said, Ben, after Ryu, the starting rotation for Toronto gets really, really bleak. I know they got Robbie Ray to potentially come out of the pen. He's been awful this year. But he can't throw a strike, so – yeah. yeah, I'm going to go Tampa in three as well. Um, well, I'm not going to go against Tampa here. I'm going to go Rays in two. Um, I just think they're overall just a much better team. I think um, more so than years past, you're going to see teams, especially in these first rounds, there's going to be quite a bit of separation um, with, a, with a few exceptions. I think in the, in the American League, it's going to yeah. be uh, – a pretty good separation there, especially with the Rays and, and the Blue Jays. I'm, I'm going Tampa in two. All right. I like it. So, we all like the Rays to advance there. The next series, one of the most intriguing series to me, the Cleveland Indians taking on the New York Yankees uh, in a three-game set, lined up for a great game one pitching matchup between Shane Bieber and um, uh, Garrett Cole. Got a lot of intrigue, a lot of uh, Cle former Cleveland guys in New York now with uh, Clint Frazier and somebody else that I'm forgetting. I can't Chapman. my head. No, <laughs> Chapman was I, Chicago. I know I read about another one, but I can't think of him right now. Um, but it's going to be an interesting series. What do you guys think about Cleveland and New York? Cleveland using the same ESPN metric, 52% favored here. So this one's almost a coin flip if you look at uh, their ESPN's metrics as far as who's favored. Game one's where it's happening right here. I think game one winner may decide this series. You've got the best pitcher in baseball right now in Shane Bieber. 
going against the best postseason pitcher of the last three or four years in Garrett Cole. Uh, it's this is I mean this is what you live for in baseball. And a I wish this was a five game series just so we could see mm-hmm. these teams play some more and see Cleveland kind of flex that muscle with their starting pitching. Uh, but it's going to be fun. JD, what's up? I'm I'm Cleveland's so good in that rotation um and they've been there before um the only only thing I question about Cleveland is they are a little bit younger in their rotation so um will the moment be a little bit too big for them um in games two and three I, I have all faith that Bieber and Cole will duel it out in game one but ultimately um I think Bieber takes that one um so I've got he's he's been the best pitcher in baseball this year so yep. far. It's he might even win against. the AL MVP. Uh, I remember who the other Indian guy was, Giovanni Urshela, Urshela. Who, who left Cleveland and went to was, New York and just started I, raking up there. I was thinking of Andrew Miller yeah, earlier. He's a, yeah, <laughs> he's he's been both places too. Yep. Uh, uh, for the Yankees, I mean, I question their pitching outside of Cole and. I mean, Tanaka has been solid, but uh, with them, you know, they've gotten incredible production from yet another former Cardinal, Luke Voigt, led the league in homers. And, of course, DJ does nothing but hit. Um, But I question their pitching outside of that a little bit. And for them, like it's always been all year, the health of Judge and Stanton, uh, they've missed a lot of time. Can they come back and make an impact on this series? Is is kind of something that I'll I'll be looking at. Uh, who's your X factors for this series for these guys? Well, you just mentioned mine. I'm going to go Aaron Judge. Um, you know, when this guy's on, he's he's hard to get out. Um, I, I could go DJ LeMayhew. I feel like he's going to be a constant throughout this mm-hmm. series. I feel like we know what we're going to get from him. Um, but I feel like uh, Aaron Judge for the Yankees. And then for Cleveland, it's simple. You got to have some of your hitters step up. And I'm going to go uh, Lindor. This is this is his time. This is what he wants to do. I think there was an E60 that just came out about him not caring about accolades. He just wants to win. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's got to put his money where his mouth is. And um, I think he does in this series. Yeah, I'd have to agree with the uh, the Yankees pick there, J.D. I'm going to go Judge as well. In 101 at-bats in the postseason, Judge has a 9-10 OPS. Uh, he just always seems to, to turn it on when it gets into the playoffs, if he's healthy. Hopefully he's healthy. I think he can carry this lineup. You talk about the guys in front of him uh, with D.J. And, you know, who I guess Foyt would be behind him. But, you know, you've got two guys that have had a good season, even without Judge playing a lot of the year if you can get judge going there's you know a one two three punch in baseball that's hard to compete with at least for this season uh, with what Voigt's been doing Uh, for for Cleveland like you said their pitching is I feel like their pitching is the best in baseball if you're talking starting starting rotation um, maybe it won't be able to flex its muscle so much in a three-game series with I think Carrasco's going game two and please please sack Please sack is game three, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I am going to go with the guy who is the reason that they are the four seed, and that's Jose Ramirez. He's carried the totem pole for the offense the last He's on another so. planet right now. 
His last 56 at bats, he's hitting 411, slugging 946 with seven yeah. homers. And his last 11, yards. his last 11 hits have all been extra base hits. Yeah. So, I, I'm I'm gonna, I feel like there's gonna be a couple of guys that aren't gonna shine as far as it goes in the postseason on the, for the offense. But as long as they can get some guys on in front of him and give him some RBI opportunities with that pitching staff, I feel like you know. Three or four three or four runs, if they can shut down the Yankees' offense, might be enough to carry them on to the next round. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I almost went with an outfielder for the Yankees, Clint Frazier. I thought about it. He's been tearing the cover off the ball, much improved on defense, um, and maybe wants to get a little payback on the Indians for trading him. But ultimately, I decided my X factor for the Yankees is going to be whoever that number three guy is behind – Tanaka or Cole and they haven't said whether that'll be J.A. Happ or the the rookie Debbie Garcia um, so I don't know which one to pick there but I ultimately I see this series going three games and whichever one of those guys is pitching in game three that's going to be my X factor for New York moving on and then Cleveland I had the same thought process as you guys pitching is king they need some bats to show up one big bat that they got last year that hasn't showed up at all this year maybe he can turn it on in the postseason and that's Fran Mill Reyes. We know what this guy can do when he makes contact with the baseball. His exit velo is off the charts. Uh, and, and Jose and Lindor, they could use a little protection. So maybe Fran Mill can, uh, can step it up a little in the postseason. The Franimal. The Franimal. When, when he gets a March, hold of the ball, it goes. <laughs> March to October, God, on MLB The yes. Show. <laughs> yes. Trade for him every time. But like I said, I see this series going three games, uh, but I like Cleveland to move on here. I think pitching pitching is just going to be too much, and they get just enough offense to squeak by the Yankees um, in the first round. What about you guys? Yeah, I'm going Yankees in three. Um, I have a hard time pitching or picking against the Yankees. They're kind of – Homer, you pick, though. Homer. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm a Rays I, I, guy. You're a Yankees guy. Homer, that's yeah. fair. I, I just – I can't pick against – if Judge is on with LeMayhew leading off and Voight with the incredible season that he's had behind him, if Judge is on, I just feel like that offense is going to be able to score some runs against Cleveland's pitching. Uh, I'm not saying it's going to happen in game one. I think they could just take game two and three. But also, Garrett Cole. I yeah. mean, the guy is sitting there listening to all this talk about Shane Bieber, and rightfully so. Shane Bieber deserves every every ounce of talk that he's getting. But Garrett Cole is just sitting there waiting, knowing that he can outduel Shane Bieber. He knows that he's got it in him, and he's proved it in the last three years with the Astros that he can outduel anybody when it comes to the postseason. So I'm going Yankees in three. I'm going Cleveland in three. Um think the pitching's too much I don't think the Yankees have been healthy enough throughout the year um you know I hope DJ LeMahieu gets paid this offseason because he's he's probably one of the best pure hitters in baseball but um this is where the road stops for he Aaron Judge and Garrett Cole um I look for Bieber to come out strong in game one prove that he's not only the Cy Young but the MVP in the AL and I think they win in three. All right, so, me and J.D. like the Tribe. Blake likes the Yankees. Uh, all going three games. Next series, 
the Minnesota Twins are taking on the Houston Astros. Uh, Minnesota, that offense, we know what it can do, what it's capable of. Um, but their pitching staff, their pitching staff has been really good this year. I think third in the American League ERA, I believe. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong on that, somebody. But uh, uh, Berrios and uh, Maeda have been very good this year. And they've got Pineda back now um, looking to knock off the Houston Astros who have kind of just slid into the playoffs. They, as a team, have not hit the ball very well this year. Mm-hmm. Um, bang, Grinky bang. Has, Grinky hasn't been great. Uh, they, they just kind of backslid in. But what do you guys think about, about this matchup between the Twins and the Astros? Twins, 63% favor here. I, I This Astros team is getting what they deserve. They can hit. Zach Grinke's throwing in game one, and he has a 4.03 ERA this year in 67 innings. They're definitely feeling that uh, loss of Verlander. I, yeah, Verlander and McCullers hasn't hasn't uh, hasn't done too hot. I don't think. I think he's got a above four ERA so far this year. So after game one, even with Grinky going game one, you don't feel super confident there especially against this lineup, where do you go after that? So, I think this is an easy pick going forward. Yeah, I'll have to agree. I got Minnesota in two. I think uh, – I mean, their lineup is just deadly. Um, Houston, obviously, is the shell of themselves now that they don't know what pitch is coming. Um, you know, Grinky is pretty much their only starter that I would trust in the postseason – and, um, uh, like I said, I don't think their lineup is good enough to compete with uh, the Twins and their pitching staff. All right. Uh, what about your, your X factors for the series? Yeah, I'll lead it off here. Uh, Go Twins, for it. The guy that's been one of their hotter hitters here of late, Byron Buxton. Uh, last He's seven, mine too, by the way. Just <laughs> – the last seven games, he's got four homers. And in his last 54 at-bats, he's slugging 759. Uh, the guy's finally, finally hitting. It's taken – Thank uh, the Lord. taken like, what, six years for this guy? I mean, we were told he was a five-tool guy coming up, defense, speed, power, average, all of it. And now he's finally hitting the ball. So, I think you've got a lot of other guys in this lineup that you can trust. Uh, I think Donaldson's health is a big concern. But if Byron Buxton can continue to hit like he's been doing the last couple of weeks, I don't even think this series is close. I think it's over fast. What about your uh, Oh, Astros? well, yeah. We have to pick one for the Astros. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's got to be Grinky. I mean, it's, it's just like for the Blue Jays. If Grinky comes out and loses game one in embarrassing fashion, they're done. I do not think that they can win two, two in a row after an embarrassing game one loss. But if Grinky can come out and somehow, somehow win game one, they're one win away. That's all That's all you can say as far as the three-game series goes. So, Zach Grinky for the Astros. Yeah. Um, my So, yeah, my, my twins X-Factor is Buxton as well. He's been absolutely hitting the cover off the ball. I'm so glad that my 
fandom of him is finally paying off because Blake knows I've been on the Buxton train for a while. And like him with Corey Davis, I was starting to look like a fool, mm. a complete fool for <laughs> sticking with him. And now he's finally starting to show uh, why he was such a such a hyped up prospect. And that just adds a whole other element to a Minnesota offense that's full of big boppers, him and his speed. Uh, my X factor for Houston, and Blake, you made me question it. You're talking about McCullers. Uh, he's been okay this year. He's pitched to a 3-9 ERA and a FIP of 3.7. Um, so he's been decent, a little better lately. He's going to be my X-Factor guy for Houston. If potentially Grinky goes out there and, and throws a good game one, and then you have McCullers in game two, maybe he can throw 85 straight curveballs like he did against the Yankees a few years ago. Before, And then he had Tommy John <laughs> yeah, immediately Tommy after. <laughs> Um, but he's my he's my guy for for Houston. I'm going to go uh, for Minnesota. I'm going to go Kenta Maeda. Um, I think his success not only in this series but um, throughout the entire postseason will depend. Will uh, decide how many series that the Twins win. Um, he's. He's going to be important. You know, he's never – not really an overpowering guy, so you kind of question if he can be successful um, in the postseason. Um, so, I'm going to go with Kenta Maeda for the Twins. And then um, Houston, y'all went pitching. I'll go I'll go in the lineup. I'm going to go Jose Altuve. Um, he has been – He has been a shell of himself this year. Some would so, say he's been tr- – Trash this year. <laughs> Most would say. Let's see what trash. you did there. Um, <laughs> I think that Altuve has um, got to be that spark plug that he's been in years past. Can he be? I don't know. But uh, I think he's going to have to hit play well for this uh, lineup and and team to win. He needs Ooh. to come out banging for them to have a shot. Is what you're saying? Yeah. So, I, I guess I'll lead us off on the picks. I'm going Minnesota in two. Yep. Me too. No faith. Cross Me the board. Too. I think that's across the board. Twins in two. No yep. faith in the Astros. You can say they have the championship – what is it? Pedigree. What do they call it? Pedigree. Championship heart. Champion, heart of a champion. But, yeah, I just – I'm not buying that. Maybe it's my hatred for them. It's clouding my vision a little bit. But no pitching. So, yep. I'm going Twins all day. All right. That takes us to our last AL matchup. Um, Oakland versus the Chicago White Sox. Uh, Oakland kind of got the shaft here a little bit from the whole uh, second team in the division gets uh, second team in the division gets to have a higher seed because the Chicago White Sox have been one of the best teams in the AL all year, and I really, really dislike this matchup for the athletics and that stinks because I've been hoping for the A's to make it to a world series for a while now. What do you guys think about this matchup between the the Bay area team and and the white Sox? Honestly, I think this is the toughest matchup um, in the first round of the playoffs. It's, it's a tough decision. I like Oakland. I was wrong about them at the beginning of the year. Um, But to me, I can't pick against Chicago. Their team, um, overall, I think is 
and a little bit better. And I feel like they got the guys in their lineup that really, uh, like uh, Blake was talking about earlier with with Tampa Bay, you know, Tampa Bay doesn't really have that guy in their lineup. Chicago's got several of them. And even, even the guys that are young are some of the guys that you need to look out for. So I've got – I think I'm going to go with Chicago in this. I, I don't know. I really haven't made up my mind, so I might change it um, in a minute. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you've got a few minutes to to you make your decision. Yeah, I agree with you though. This is by far the toughest, the toughest matchup to pick. Toughest as far as for the higher seed, the toughest one, toughest draw. Yeah. Is that what you guys mean? Toughest draw, and just I think this is the two. These two teams are are closer together in talent than. Any of the, I don't know, Cleveland, New York's pretty close, but you know, what I'm trying to say, like, yeah, it's just a tough, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would love to pick the A's here, uh, small ball team. I mean, it would be awesome to have an A's raise ALCS. Yes. That would be amazing. That's what I'm hoping yeah. for. But with that being said, the White Sox, even though Luis Roberts cooled down. Encarnacion hasn't had as he great a season very much at all. Yeah, I still think with a couple of those guys in that order, and I really like their their top two pitchers. I think Keuchel. I mean, he's had a heck he's, of a year. His ERA is under two. I'm pretty yeah. sure. So, uh, I mean, I guess Ben, you got anything else you want to say about it? Do you want to hop right into X factors or? No, it's just – it's like I said, my my dream ALCS would be Tampa and Oakland, but the White Sox are like that that flashy new car, and it's just really hard to, to turn away from that. But, yeah, we can talk about X factors. Uh, I went with Luis Robert for the White Sox. You know what you're getting out of Jose Abreu, who's going to be probably an AL MVP finalist. You know what you're going to get out of Tim Anderson – you know what you're getting from Yasmani Grandal. Okay? You, you hope that – I mean, Encarnacion, even though he hasn't hit as much this year, he's still a threat. Uh, but Luis Robert, he's kind of like Buxton in a way. He brings a whole new dimension to that offense with his speed. He's got a good glove. Uh, if he can kind of pick back up from where he was earlier in the season, I think that would be be huge for the White Sox, not just in this series, but going forward. Uh, and then as far as Oakland goes, I thought about Jake Lamb filling in for Chapman. That That's a huge loss for Oakland, losing him halfway through the year. Matt Olson has really struggled to hit for average this year. But I went uh, with a collection of guys in, in their bullpen is my X factor because I'm not in love with their rotation. I think Lazardo is going to be a stud for years to come. But I don't love throwing him out there in game one against this stacked White Sox lineup. Uh, Shamanaya, same thing. I think he's super good, but I just don't love this matchup for them. So, if they're going to win, I think they're going to need their bullpen, mainly Liam Hendricks and Deekman and the rest of those guys to to step up and shut down the White Sox lineup. So, I got Robert and the A's bullpen as my X factors. Well, Ben, you mentioned that it would be your dream scenario to have – Tampa Bay and Oakland. That would be MLB's worst case scenario as far as ratings. They would be scrambling. (laughs) You could combine those two teams' fans and not even fill up a major league ballpark. Yep. Um, Man, it's 
it's tough to pick on these X factors because I feel like uh, Chicago's so deep, and I feel like Oakland's got to have several guys step up, like you said, and on the on the offense. Um, I'm gonna go with Lucas Giolito from Chicago. I mean, if the if the White Sox want to get anywhere this year, they got to do it behind that pitching staff. Um, their lineups, their lineups gonna gonna hit well. I think they they got a deep lineup. They got veteran lineup with some young guys mixed in. They're fun. They hit for power, hit for average. They drive runs in. Um, Jose Abreu's had his best year of his career, in my opinion. Um, what does he have? Sixty RBIs, something like that, um, which is insane. Um, <clears throat> so, for me. It's Lucas Giolito and that pitching staff, but since Giolito's kind of the un, the you know unspoken ace um, of that staff, I'm going to go with him. And then with Oakland, man, it's there's a couple guys to pick from. I'm just going to go with Oakland's bullpen, like you said. I don't think their matchups are favorable. Um, yeah. I think it and with bullpen, it's hard to pick one guy. It um, is. I mean, so I'm going to go with uh, Oakland's bullpen. I think that'll be crucial to the series. And, uh, yeah, Blake, what do you yeah, think? Yeah, so what's up? As I anyway, said, uh, your X Factors got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Chicago, according to ESPN, Chicago is actually favored in this short three-game series. Uh, my X Factor, I got to go with what you said for the White Sox, J.D. Giolito. He had six starts in August. He had a sub one whip, 13.2 K9, and a sub three ERA. He's had four starts in September. His whip's over one. His K9 drop and his ERA is up to 4.18 in September. So he's really cooled off pretty much after the no hitter. Uh, he started to take a turn for the worse. Uh, so they need him to click because. You know, if you feel good about game one or if you, you feel good about game two with Keuchel going out there and his postseason experience and the great year that he's had, if you can take game one, you feel good about taking game two and getting this thing over quick. Uh, for Oakland, I went a little bit different route. I went with a rotation. Uh, okay. I think their bullpen's pretty good. Of course, you got Hendricks at the back end. Uh, probably one of the best closers in all of baseball right now. Absolutely unhittable. But Lazardo getting thrown into the fire, game one. And then a very unspoken guy in Chris Bassett. I didn't even haven't even looked at his stats for this year. He's gonna get denied in game two to match up with Keichel. Listen to these stats. So he is in his last eleven starts, he has a two point two nine ERA. Uh, he's not a big strikeout guy, only fifty-five Ks in sixty-three innings. He does give up hits, though. I think that is the part that concerns me. Yeah. Because when the White Sox hit the ball, they freaking hit the ball. Mm. So, if he's going to give up hits, he's going to have to limit them to soft contact. I don't think that's going to happen. That leads me into my prediction for the series. I think the White Sox take it in two. I think their offense is too deep, too good. I think their one-two punch of their starting rotation when Giolito's on – can match up in very well in a three-game series. So, I'm going with the White Sox in two. Uh, I am, too. Uh, disappointing exit again for the A's and Billy Bean. Uh, Gio was my 
Cy Young pick at the start of the year, so I can't go against him now. Uh, I like the White Sox in two here too. I'm gonna have to agree. I I want to I want this series to be a three game series, but um, honestly, I I feel like I feel like it's Chicago in two. I gotta agree with you guys. So we all like uh, we all like Chicago there. Uh, Blake, have you been writing our picks down or keeping up with them in any I way? I was, and then I forgot. So I'll write that one down. <laughs> it's it's going to be on the pod. So, I mean, I can yeah. always go back. Yeah, yeah it's on the pod. Uh, but that wraps up the AL, and we'll get all our picks all the way through the World Series at the end. But we're going to take a quick little break, and when we get back, we're going to talk nationally. Who do we think is going to move on in those four series? So stick with us, and we will be right back. Welcome back into Infield Fly. We just wrapped our American League talk up. Now we're moving on to the National League. Um, starting off with, I think, probably the most lopsided series in the whole bracket. The Los Angeles Dodgers versus the Milwaukee Brewers. And I have a feeling across the board, we're all going to pick Dodgers into. Uh, Milwaukee is just completely overmatched. They have one of the worst offenses in this postseason um pitching corbin burns is now done for the year he was the only bright spot in their rotation uh, i don't think this is even going to be close i don't know what your guys thoughts are but i have a feeling they're along the same lines yeah this will be a short short preview uh dodgers are 75 percent favorites in this matchup uh you just there's not a whole lot I mean, it is a three-game series. It is baseball. If it was ever going to happen in a sport, it would be here. It would, I think it would be the equivalent to a 16 upsetting a one in the NCAA tournament. I mean, that I just don't see a scenario that's very probable where Brew, the Brewers can win two out of three. Maybe they still won, maybe against Bueller, who hasn't been great this year and has dealt with some blister issues. But, yeah, I'm not putting my money on the Brewers. I'm going to go against the grain here a little bit. Not, it's not, I'm not picking the Dodgers, or the Dodgers to lose this series to the Brewers. The Brewers are nowhere near the Dodgers as far as talent-wise. But I do think that the Dodgers haven't played a meaningful game in quite some time this year. Um, I'm going to pick them to win one game, still one game, make it interesting. Um, but I think uh, – and, and, and this will lead into my X factor, but um, – I think the Dodgers end up pulling this out in game three fairly easily. Well, let's go ahead and hear those, the X factor, JD. I'm going to go with the Dodgers. I'm going to go with um, Justin uh, May. Um, I feel like he's going to have to pitch a, a good game three, and I think he will. Um, he's been pretty good for this Dodgers team this year. Um, and he's really stepped into that third role. Uh, so I'm going to go Dustin May and then, Milwaukee, for them to win a game, Christian Yelich has to have a good game. I think he hits two home runs in a game off Bueller. And I think he's got to be the X factor for them to win. 
Okay. That's, Blake, that's, what about you? That's fair. I have to agree with your Brewers pick there. If they're going to win anything, Yelich has to completely flip the switch that he's been on this year. Guys, he's got an OPS of 786 this year. This yeah, is a guy bad. who has been back to – he's won an MVP and was right there in the thick of it last year before he got hurt. I mean, this this guy has been one of the best hitters in baseball. He just quit hitting. All I can say about the Brewers lineup was is I was watching them play the Cardinals Sunday afternoon, hoping they would pull off the upset. Sorry, Ben. So we, the Braves wouldn't get the Reds in the first round. And it was like once they got to the top of the order, you know, Azevedo Garcia, bleh. and then they got past Yelich and then Hira. It's like they have five guys who you legitimately – are almost guaranteed out. It's kind of like the Braves bottom two or three early on in the year with NCRT and when the way Raleigh was swinging. Not not good. So, Yelich is going to have to carry a huge weight for this team to win. For the Dodgers, it's got to be Kershaw, man. Going game two, if, if the Brewers were to pull the upset like you're predicting in game one, once again, repeat myself all over again. It's like, this is a recording. You lose game <laughs> one. There's a ton of pressure, especially on the favored team in game two. Kershaw has 25 postseason career starts, and his ERA is 4.43. They got a really good pin, but if they come out in game two and he only goes two and a third innings and is getting rocked, you know, they use up a lot of that bullpen in game two. Where are we at game three if there is one? So I think Kershaw's got to come out and pitch well. I think he will uh, against this terrible Brewers lineup. It's almost like a freaking softball toss to the Dodgers. I don't even know why they're why they're even playing in this series. I I, I don't <laughs> see a scenario where it where there's an upset. So Yeah. Uh, I almost went Kershaw too, uh just for all the reasons you just said. There's a lot of ways you could actually go with the Dodgers because Bellinger hasn't been very good and uh Muncie hasn't been very good, but they have the track record. And you kind of feel like there's a time they're going to turn it on. It's going to be in the postseason. But I went with Dustin May as well uh, for the same reason that J.D. said. If it gets to that game three, you're relying on him to go out there and pitch a gym. And he's been pretty dang good this year for, for the Dodgers. Um, and then for the Brewers, I thought about Yelich too. You know, the guy, another guy with a track record. It's barely over 200 this year. But you kind of expect, expect to get some offense from him. But I went with a dude – that probably not a lot of people have heard of, and that's Devin Williams, another freaking stud in their pen so that Josh Hader doesn't have to throw 27 innings in this three-game series. The guy faced 100 batters this year in 22 games and 27 innings, and he struck out 53 of them. Yeah. He is an absolute stud in the making in that bullpen. Um, So that's – he's going to – take some of that pressure off of, of a guy like Hader or Brandon Woodruff or whoever the Brewers throw out there. You know, Craig Council, he may throw a bullpen game two out of three of these games. I, I don't know what they're going to do. Well, they got to I mean, find you know, some way they, to win. They played in the uh, championship series a couple of years ago. He threw Wade Miley out there just so like Dodgers a pitch. set their lineup yeah. and faced <laughs> yeah. one batter and came out. Yeah, I, yeah, Council's a good manager. I, I really believe that. But the Brewers, yes. I just – I think they're overmatched here. And for my prediction, I like L.A. in two. I think L.A. in two as well. L.A. in three. L.A. in three. A little bit of a scare, but the Dod- the Dodgers pull through. 
All right, so we all got the Dodgers moving on there. Next matchup, St. Louis Cardinals traveling down to San Diego to take on the Padres, who were the the NL version of the White Sox this year. Sexy, new, hot, flashy team. Kind of cooled off a little bit towards the end of the season. And uh, that gives me a little confidence, not a lot, but a little confidence going into this matchup for my Redbirds. Um, we all know the struggles that St. Louis has had with the bats this year. O- outside can't, can't of relate. Paul Goldschmidt returning to MVP form, um, hitting as good as he ever did in, in Arizona this year. Uh, but but they've, they've struggled with the bats so much that with the postseason on the line yesterday, Dylan Carlson was hitting cleanup. Uh, I mean, that's a, that's a rookie you got in there hitting four. Who, granted, he's been very hot since he got back up, uh, but but they're going to have to scratch off some runs against a depleted Padres pitching staff. Um, but I'll let you guys go ahead and give your thoughts on this series, and then I'll kind of clean it up a little bit. <laughs> oh, you'll give the more detailed thoughts. On yeah. How this is gonna, uh, so San Diego favored in this one, sixty-three percent. Uh, like I said, Ben, I think if. San Diego had Clevenger healthy, Lamette healthy. I think they take this think, one quick. Yeah. Uh, but their bats have cooled down tremendously, especially the what was presumed MVP of the National League in Fernando Tatis. In September, he's hitting a slash line of 208, 311, and 403 slugging. Uh, they're going to have to get him going if they're going to try to make a, uh, make a run in this postseason like a lot of people are picking them to. A lot of people are picking them to, to win this one and go ahead and upset the Dodgers. If Fernando Tatis is not returned to his early season form, I just don't see a scenario where that happens. Um, so I guess that leads me into my San Diego X factor. That is Tatis. Uh, perfect segue there. Uh, but for St. Louis, the X factor is I wrote down game two starter just because I didn't know their, their – well, That'll be Wayne. Wayne, uh, right. Right. Yeah. I didn't know their – Rotation, and whenever I was making these notes out, mm-hmm. uh, but I mean, I I feel like game one is going to be kind of a toss up. Uh, I think St. Louis, you know, they had that run last year that ended horribly in the NLCS. But did they even score a run? I don't think they. Yeah, scored. they they did in game four. Game four, okay. But uh, you know, they have that that weird. What do they call it? Devil magic. Cardinal devil magic. Yeah. Devil magic. I just I can't I can't pick them to get swept just because of that devil magic. So I think if they can come out and win game one and San Diego's flat footed, it's gonna be all on the back of thirty nine year old Adam Wainwright to uh yeah. to advance. And just off off that and what you're saying earlier, you know, if there's one guy that I want out there to either lock up a series or keep a series alive right now. It's it's Adam Wainwright. At this point, it's Adam Wainwright. Yep. So, those are my two X factors, Tatis and game two starter, also known as Adam Wainwright for the the Cardinals. Yep. So, look, I think I got to disagree here, guys. I'm going with the Cardinals in two. Oh. In two. Um, I – I think that Clevenger, um, which I think he's got biceps or triceps issues right now. I think and then uh, Denelson Lamet, 
Lamette, uh, yeah. Or Lamette. Lamette, however you say it. I don't know. I, don't I, I think, think you said you... it right that time, Ben. You said it right. <laughs> Lamette. Uh, Lamette, yeah. Lamette, okay. Well, both of those guys kind of dinged up. You don't know what you're going to get from them and how far they're going to be able to go. I think you know what you're going to get from Jack Flaherty. Um, he's really rounded in the form. I know he did have a pretty rough outing there in the middle of the season. Yeah. Um, he's kind of been in and out this year. But <clears throat> I think when he's pitching, he's pretty solid. Um, I think it's a favorable matchup for the Cardinals. And I think that the Padres, bullpen-wise, have kind of struggled this year. Um, for me, you know, Lamont and uh, Clevenger's health are the X factor. If they're, if they're healthy, then I can see the Padres winning. I don't think they are. I think the Cardinals winning too. The X factor to me is Dylan Carlson, um, who's really hit well towards the end of the year. And, uh, you know, St. Louis's offense, as Ben has mentioned, and how me and Blake have repeatedly reminded Blake, I mean, reminded Ben, excuse me, um, have, has not been very good this yeah. year. Um, That's an understatement. However, they do have the Cardinal Devil Magic. It's um, a thing. Yadier Molina has it's sold his soul to the devil because he is the devil. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, I think the Cardinals win in two. I if think there, I th if there is a brawl in this game, you know 100% Yadier Molina will be the cause of said brawl. Oh, whatever. You know Tatis is going to bat flip one time and Yadier's going to take exception to that and go full Brian McCann and not let him pass – uh, pass home plate. So that's probably pretty likely to happen. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you guys, you guys really killed it. I think you hit a lot of of good points there. But the Cardinals Devil Magic, you know, that's one thing that I'm hoping for. We have a lot of guys that have been to a lot of postseasons. I'm talking about Yadier Molina. When he plays on Thursday in Game Two, that'll be his hundredth career postseason game. He's just the sixth player to ever play in 100 career postseason games, which is an incredible achievement added to his Hall of Fame record. Um, Jack Flaherty, like J.D. said, he's a guy – he's established a track record. I know he's been pretty bad since the whole COVID thing, uh, but, but he's a guy I trust to go out there and give you seven solid. And some of those numbers, for whatever reason, the Brewers absolutely own Flaherty. And he had to face them like three times down the stretch, and they, they hit him around pretty good. But but if he's your game three starter, I really like that. And I like the matchup with Kim. I was telling Blake this earlier. Um, Kim going game one, he's a lefty. They've kind of had a little more success against the Padres, uh, and they've never seen him before. And he's been, he's been very solid this year. So I like that. Uh, I like our bullpen. Alex Reyes is a guy I never thought he would touch 98 again after all the injuries he's had. And he has – he got to close out the game yesterday. It's awesome for him. He's looked awesome this year. Gallegos, you know what he's got. And then Genesis uh, Cabrera is the lefty to complement those two. Kind of gives us a bullpen monster. But it's all going to be about if they can hit. I need to interject real quick, Ben, no, about Genesis Cabrera. Go ahead. I agree. Completely nasty. But uh, I was watching MLB Tonight yesterday and their coverage of the final day of the season. And Harold Reynolds, you're a big Cardinals fan. You can tell me if this is true or not. Harold Reynolds says if the Cardinals are going to make a run in the postseason, it's going to be off the back of Hennessy's Cabrera. <laughs> off a left-handed reliever. <laughs> they're going to make their postseason run based I, off of. 
I don't know if he's that important. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just another reason that guy should not not have a job. I don't know if he's that important. Like, if he struggles, we can throw Miller out there. But, yeah. uh, you know, good old Harold Reynolds. Love uh, it. Yeah, it's it's all about the offense, if the Cardinals offense can show up. Carlson sit well. Paul DeYoung can turn it around a little bit. Tommy Edmond, all those guys, kind of light hitters. But, uh, you know. If they can scratch scratch across a few runs, I like that. And not having to face Clevenger really helps that out. Uh, I'm a little worried that uh, if Tommy Pham gets some PT in this one, he might try to uh, murder us. And also, Trevor Rosenthal has not given up a run yet in his Padres uniform. He has looked disgusting. So, uh, more Cardinals that could potentially bring – or former Cardinals <laughs> that could potentially bring me pain. Uh, but my X factors, Carlson, need that bat. I don't know if he's going to be hitting clean up in the postseason, but somebody to compliment Goldie, please. And then for the Padres, kind of keeping my theme of game three starters, I got uh, Garrett Richards, and I'm not sure if he'll start game two or game three. But this guy, the last time he pitched in a postseason, he was disgusting. And then he tore his Achilles, and he's never been the same. Uh, shut up. Don't say that. Don't <clears throat> say that. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> no Sorry. No. I, I didn't even think about that oh. with uh, Soroka. But uh, Garrett Richards used to be a stud, and he tore his Achilles in the playoffs. So he really hasn't been the same. San Diego's running him out there game two or game three. I, I like that for St. Louis. But uh, he's going to be my X factor for the pods. Uh, but all that said – I really don't like picking series where my teams play, yeah. but uh, uh, I'm going to go cards in three, and maybe that's head over heart, but I'm hoping some of those experienced guys that have been to those postseasons and, you know, no fans and media and atmosphere is going to be very different for the Padres. They won't have as much, I guess, excitement and frill. And that sucks. But uh, it does. It does. That place would be going bananas this year with the oh season Oh, my gosh, had. it would. I hey, like cards in three, and I'd love to get a crack at the – at the Dodgers. I'd love to. There's something to be said about a team that hasn't been to the postseason in years and a team that's been a mainstay in the postseason for years. Yep. And that's one reason I'm picking the upset here. Um that with the with the injuries to the pitching staff for the for the Padres. I mean I I really do. I think I think St. Louis does it again against all odds yeah. well Ben, i really 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 wanted to pick the cardinals to win this in two uh but i'm not i'm taking gonna pick padres. them in three i'm, I'm no i'm taking <laughs> padres in three i think their offense is gonna catch a flame here in in the postseason and at least carry them through this first round i think it's gonna come down to game three i think it'll I, be a good series i think it will be a good series i think the cardinals are gonna have enough offense to to stay in games bader i mean he the guys said, what, the ball eight home runs i mean he he, he's ran into a few this year and yeah, that I don't, one yesterday he that went a million feet yeah, that went one million nah, just feet. Barely hit that ball. <laughs> that was up above. What is the? What do they call that? Big Mac. Big Mac. Big Mac. Land. Yeah. And it was. It wasn't just second row of Big Mac land. It was halfway up it. Yeah. So, but with all that being said, I like the Padres in three. I think Manny Machado can help keep this team calm. Mitch Moreland, Eric Hosmer. I mean, Eric Hosmer has played some in some big posts. Now that's a guy. I was gonna say that's a guy that's been there. So and he's had a really good. Uh, bounce back year yeah. this year. Yeah. 
All right. So me and JD like like the cards there. Blake likes the Padres. So I don't we'll like the cards. Yeah, no, 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 no. I don't like <laughs> we're, the Padres either. I just like lukewarm. <laughs> I think they win. I don't like them. Yeah, but let, let me clarify that. JD thinks the Cardinals will win. I like the Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, moving on to the next series, which is a very intriguing series, Chicago Cubs. Welcome to town, the Miami Marlins. Uh, Miami sneaking in. Blake said their offense could be much improved this year, and it has been. And they're taking on a Cubs team that's offense has been virtually non-existent because Javi Baez and Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, and Kyle Schwarber have struggled mightily this season. Um, fellas, what do you think about the Cubs-Marlins series? Because I think Miami could sneak away with this one. Yeah, I was, I was high on the Marlins from the get-go. Uh, obviously, when the postseason was not expanded, I didn't think they would make the postseason. Didn't really think they would make it even with the expanded postseason. But for as good as their offense have been, has been, their pitching staff, at least the starting pitching, has been dang good. And that's not even, to, not even enough emphasis for how Sixto Sanchez has pitched this year. Uh, I don't know which game he will be pitching in. They haven't announced it on MLB.com yet. I would but guess I, two. That uh, would probably, I think they're throwing Alcantara game one. Alcantara, okay. Which, another former Cardinal. That's <laughs> yeah. fine talent. <laughs> yeah, and then we trade it away. <laughs> yeah. The Cubs are actually are, – well, I won't say actually because they should be, but they're 64% favorites here. Uh their offense. I mean, Javi Baez has hit so poorly. He, he, hit, he hit left-handed uh, Saturday, it was, or Sunday yeah. when they blew out the – well, almost – Well, wasn't that against a position player, though? Yes, it was. Yeah. Um, he sucks. Javi Baez is trash. He's, he's a tool. I hate him. I don't like him either. Uh, but I guess – what I'm trying to say is I just feel good about picking the Marlins to be improved and then they make the postseason. So now that my head's swollen, JD, you got anything? No, I mean, I think the Marlins starting rotation is so deep. I mean, they're going to bring Urania and probably Pablo Lopez out of the bullpen. Uh, didn't Urania break his arm? Urania has broken his pitching arm. Yes. Ooh. He took a liner off of the wrist yesterday and it fractured his arm. And he right. – <laughs> I made fun of him when he was rolling around because he was crying like a little baby and rolling around and doing 360s and everything. But he broke his arm, so I guess it's okay. I, no, I don't, I don't feel bad. One bit. <laughs> I didn't think you would. <laughs> this is the wrath of Ronald Acuna. That's why Ronald's arm or wrist was sore yesterday is because some I, – I don't know. I don't know what correlation I'm making there, but <laughs> – just yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know what I was trying to where I was trying to go there, but essentially I hate uh, Urania and he deserves everything he's got coming to him. So probably better for the Marlins that he's not going to pitch, but um, they still got they've still got a pretty deep rotation. I think they'll bring their fourth guy, um, whether that's Lopez or I'm drawing a blank on their fourth. Uh, who's Yamamoto? No, not Yamamoto. No, not Yamamoto. no Yamanono pitch. I have no idea who's in the Marlins rotation. It's that, it's that young lefty that they pitched against Garrett us. Cooper. That's think, the first baseman. It's uh, no. yeah. Braxton Garrett. Who even plays Something. for the Marlins? Braxton Garrett. He's the first-round pick. That's who yeah. it is. I, I think he'll come out of the, the bullpen some if need be. Um, I, 
I honestly like the Marlins in this series. I like the underdog here. Do we all like the Marlins in this series? <laughs> uh, I'm going to give you my X factors, and then I'll tell you if I do yeah. or not. For the Cubs, my X factor is Jason Hayward. And this sounds so weird Woo! to say Jason Hayward has carried their <laughs> offense this year. But Jason Hayward and Ian Happ have been their freaking saving graces this year. If you go look at the Cubs stats, Happ leads them in like every single stat known to man except for strikeouts, and that's Javi Baez. Uh, so I'm going with Hayward. He's got to carry him, I guess. Chris Bryant has been virtually non-existent this year. Schwarber has Schwarber has not hit. You know his power is always a threat, but he's also a big K guy. Um, so I'm going Hayward for the Cubs, and then for the Marlins, I'm going with Sixto. He's kind of set the world on fire lately, pitching for them. And you you guys talked about their pitching staff. If they can come out and shut down the Cubs. This could be this could be over in two. Yeah, I like, I like your picks there, Ben. I'm going to agree with you on the Marlins pick, 6-0. I know he didn't pitch great against the Braves in his last start against them. Mm-hmm. He, he got into a yeah. high pitch count. A lot of people on. have not pitched great against the Braves this very year. Very fair. I hope Trevor Bauer doesn't. That's very fair. Uh, but he can he could go out there and go seven scoreless, excuse me, and win basically win that game by itself. Uh, this, their offense is good enough to put up two or three runs on any pitcher, I think. Uh, but for the Cubs – a little different route here. You know their starting pitching is going to gonna contribute. You feel good with Hendricks. You feel good with what you Darvish has done this season. But when you get into the end of the game and you've got a one or two run lead, can you count on Craig Kimbrell to get guys out? And this year hmm. you cannot. So I And they've continued to throw them out there and save situations for whatever reason. They don't have anyone else. Well, that's fair. Jerome Jeffries is the only other guy they have, and he's awful. Yeah. as well so I think I think there's going to be one or two games in this series where the Marlins are trailing late and are yeah the Marlins are trailing late Kimbrell comes in and what he does could determine what happens in the series that's a good pick yeah I'm I'm going to reiterate what uh <clears throat> what Blake said I think Kimbrell's the x factor here I think that Cubs lineup is what it is this year it is it <laughs> Jason Hayward is showing out just uh, just long enough to be overpaid uh, the next time his contract's up, whenever that is. Um, but I'm going to go Kimbrel for the Cubs. They've got to have some kind of some kind of stability in that bullpen if they want to do anything this postseason. Um, for the Marlins, I'm going to go Corey Dickerson. I think um, my he, man, he's been the uh, mainstay in the lineup this year. Um, I think he's probably their best overall hitter. Almost went Marte here. Um, I think Marte will, will play well. I think Corey Dickerson uh, hitting from the left side of the plate, especially a guy against guys like Hugh Darvish, um, John Lester, and Hendricks. I think uh, I think it's Corey Dickerson's uh, series. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick the Marlins in two. I like I, 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 I like Marlins like in I like Marlins in three here. Um, I think Hendricks gets him that win in game one against Alcantara, and I like lining Sixto up for game two where he's off Hendricks. Actually, um, I, I like Marlins in three. It is very weird that Starling Marte plays for the Marlins for me. That they were buyers at the trade deadline. That's just 
I still haven't wrapped my head around that. Yeah, I like Marlins in three as well. I think we're all going upset here. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to hop off the Marlins bandwagon just yet, maybe in the next round. But hey, Last time they were in the postseason, they won it all. They have made the postseason two times in their franchise history. They have won the World Series two times in their franchise history. <laughs> so, but those that was as the Florida Marlins. So, yeah, we'll now see what Miami. the Miami Marlins can do. We shall see. Uh, we all like Miami there. Moving on. So, moving on to the next series, uh, the Blake and JD series. Strength be strength, a team that actually can score runs in the National League. The Atlanta Braves welcome the Cincinnati Reds to town. Um, I will give my quick thoughts, and I'll let these two guys talk about their team a little bit. It's strength v. strength, like I said. Uh, the Braves, one through three of, of Acuna and Freeman and Azuna, another former Cardinal that's just absolutely mashed. But if you foresaw his season being this good, then you're a liar. Um, but he's crushed it as have the rest of Atlanta's lineup. Dansby Swanson's hit the ball well. Uh, go down the list, they've all hit it. But the Reds bring their three-headed pitching monster to town in Bauer and Sonny Gray and Luis Castillo. And I think this is going to be a fun, fun series. Um, and I will give my predictions in a minute. But I'm going to let these guys talk about it a little bit more than me. It is not going to be a fun series. (laughs) It's going to be fun for me as an outsider. (laughs) Yes, that's fair. But for me, my blood – my mom texted me yesterday. I've apparently got her bought into sports now since I've (laughs) moved out. She is, like, all in on the Titans, watches every game on the edge of her seat. Huge Braves fan, hurt by Charlie Culverson's Are you trying to drive her to an early grave? No, 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 no. But she (laughs) texted me yesterday after the Titans squeaked out their win and said – has your heart rate went down yet? Or, like, you know, saying that hers was <laughs> yeah, going yeah, crazy. Yeah. I was like, no, I'm still over here stressing about seating for the for the National League. So, uh, yeah, this is the worst-case scenario, I think, in the first round for the Braves. <laughs> By far. Yeah. I, um, I was so hoping this wouldn't happen. Uh, I don't want to sound like I'm scared of the Reds because I do trust our lineup at least one through four if Ozzy's hitting fourth. Well, I guess Ozzy's probably going to be hitting fifth. So, one through three and then fifth, I trust pretty heavily. Uh, the Braves are favored a little bit higher than a coin flip. They're at 61% favorites right here. Uh, it is going to be fun. I mean, it's always fun when your favorite team's in the postseason and the games mean so much more. I've just been heartbroken so many times. So, J.D., what's your thoughts as far as how are you feeling about it? My current mood is the Michael Scott gif um, where he says, no doubt about it, I'm ready to be hurt again. Yep. Oh, yeah. Whenever <laughs> whenever you saw Acuna get scratched and then Chris Martin left the game with a groin injury, you're like, yep, here we go again. So, uh, Acuna, I'm not too worried about. He'll play. Um, just probably him, honestly, probably not even wanting to play the other day. Um, Chris Martin, a little bit more concerning if it were last year. I feel pretty good about our bullpen. That's not going to worry me too much. I do – he is going to be big for us, for us going down the stretch if we can make it past this series against the Reds. I mean, look, me and, me and you discussed 
maybe not on this podcast, but I know I've said on Twitter multiple times and to plenty of people, the only I'll take anybody except the Reds. I think I said that. Oh yeah. Um, any of the podcast. people, any of the teams that were in contention, of course, well, not like yeah. Padres or Dodgers or. Yeah. I'd I'd rather face the Padres than the Reds. Maybe not the Dodgers, sure. but I'd rather face the Padres currently. Um, <clears throat> I I don't feel great about it. Um, you mix in. You mix in what's happened to our pitching staff, plus just what how hot they are. Um, pretty bad combo. Um, here's, here's what I'm hoping is our saving grace. Um, the Reds nor, well, the Reds have seen neither Kyle Wright or Ian Anderson. So they'll have to rely on tape. I honestly feel pretty good about Ian Anderson starting game two against Luis Castillo. I know that's kind of crazy because he's a rookie, um, and he's, you know, we've had a limited – he didn't even start the year in the bigs. 32 um, innings pitched this season for Ian Anderson. Yeah, and so you're not thinking that he's going to go six innings by any means, but um, he's going to be – he's going to be my X factor um, for this series. Mine too. Uh, that's yeah. across the board. I mean, uh, yeah. I think – Obviously, you know what you get out of Max Freed. That game one is going to be crucial. Um, I think for the Braves to win the series, you got to win game one. Uh, somehow, they've beat Trevor Bauer before, not really even beat him, but they've got to the bullpen. And the Reds' bullpen, not the best. Um, they do have some pretty good arms in the back end of that bullpen, but I will still say um, I'll put the Braves' lineup against any anybody's team late because they can grind at bats. Um, they might strike out 15 times throughout the throughout the game, but once it gets into the sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth innings, they really know how to grind at bats. Um, and I, <clears throat> I think that's that's the X factor for the um, for the Reds is bullpen. Bullpen. Um, I think that they're going to score enough runs for that pitching staff to win. I just don't know if they can hold up late in games. And that will be the question for the Reds throughout the entire playoffs because I feel like their lineup is good. you got Votto, Castellanos, uh, Moustakas has been hitting the ball well. Aquino uh, just come back the other day and hit a home run. Suarez. Uh, Winker Suarez. had a good August. Winker. Winker's my Reds X factor. I'll go ahead and throw that out there. He's he's hit the ball well. Um, and he just gives another, another bat in front of those big boppers like you are saying. <clears throat> yeah, but but my my big thing to watch is how how the Reds hitters react to Anderson more, and I say Anderson's X factor. I mean Kyle Wright's just as big in this game or in this series as Anderson. Um, Kyle Wright's pitched well since he's moved to the first base side of the rubber and started throwing a two seamer. So I feel like the way Anderson's arm angle is makes him especially hard to hit for the first time. Um, I feel like guys that throw directly over the top, you feel like their fastball's coming down on a plane, and then that velocity, it re- almost like it's got like a hump in it. Yeah. And it really straightens out. And he he strikes out a lot of guys at the top of the zone. So And he doesn't even throw super <clears throat> hard to, to throw high heaters like that. Until 93, 95, out. yeah. Yeah. So, that tell, I mean, I faced a guy uh, 
weeks. Summertown had a guy, he was like their number three um, pitcher back in the day. And this guy threw directly over the top. And you would think his fastball looked like meat, but you swing up, you swing under it every time. I don't know what it is about it, um, about that kind of an arm angle. I just think it, it's an illusion to the batter, uh, almost like under underhand softball almost. But so I'm going to go Ian Anderson as the X factor. I'm going to go Reds bullpen, um, Braves lineup. We'll, we'll score runs. Um, I just don't know how many against that Reds uh, rotation. It's going to be the best series in the first round of the NL um, by, by far. Yeah, I mean, I, I have to agree with both of your X factors. Ian Anderson, you're looking at starting game two. For all the same reasons I picked Tyler Glass now for the Rays, you're going to be pitching in game two for a chance to stay alive in the series and get to a game three or you're going to be pitching for your team to advance for the first time since 2002. One. And that was one against the Reds, I believe, as the last time the Braves won a playoff series. That's a lot to ask of a guy who's thrown 32 and a third major league innings, but they've already asked a lot of him so far this year, and he's shown majority of the time that he can provide. So I'm going Ian Anderson, X-Factor for the Braves. So the Reds, bullpen. Like you said, you know, these starters can get seven innings deep in this game. Trevor Bauer has a rubber arm. That guy could throw 150 pitches. Oh. Just the, if you watch his vlogs, you see how much care, good care of his body he takes. Like the guy wants to pitch every – he wants to pitch every fourth day uh, for his next team. He's all into those metrics as far as measurements of his blood count and all these muscle tear fiber counts or whatever he talks about. We're big Trevor Bauer guys now. We really are. Uh, <laughs> even though we whined a lot last year when the Braves grinded out at bats whenever he was pitching for Cleveland, I'm, I, I, even though he comes off as conceited sometimes or just he just gives a bad feel, you can tell the guy absolutely loves baseball and wants to be the best player that he can possibly be. And maybe it's just because you see it so much on his on his vlog, but like. This is a guy who is 100% committed to being a big league player for as long as he possibly can. And there are so many great guys who have had great talent who did not have that same drive that yes. he has that could have had amazing careers. I was telling my wife this yesterday or this morning. You just look at Trevor Bauer walking down the street, you would never imagine he's a big league player. I mean, he doesn't have, you know, the most athletic build. He's not some towering six foot seven righty that throws the ball and it gets on top of you but the guy it's it's hard not to cheer for the guy he just seems like an average dude who has a gift and is milking out every ounce of it that he can yep but, he's he's not a guy i would say you'd want your players to necessarily act like but he's a guy that you'd want them to model their their exactly. work ethic after. and and beebs i say beebs shane bieber has said that on Bauer Bites that he took a lot from what Bauer did when he was in Cleveland and, and put that into his routine and look where he's at now. Cy yep. Young winner. So yep. I don't uh, think it will be hard for you guys to cheer against him um, in game no, one. No, it won't be in game one, but <laughs> that's all right. He will just lose to the team that he's going to be joining next season. So just getting a quicker start on that. Uh, my prediction for this series, I think it's going to be a great one like we all we all think. Um, but I do think that the Braves get that playoff monkey off their back 
and advance to the next round. I think the offense will find a way to score off of somebody, whether that's Bauer, Gray, or Castillo, or the bullpen. They're going to find a way to get some runs, and they're going to win in three. It's going the distance. Braves in three is my pick. I will say this, Ben. Last year when we did this, you picked the Cardinals to beat the Braves in five. You were right. The last time you picked the Braves postseason series, it happened. So thank you for giving us the good devil magic that you have right there as a Cardinals fan. You're welcome. I think for Atlanta to win this, they got to take the first two. I do. I I don't. I I've been all. I've been out there. I don't trust Kyle Wright. I know he's had a couple of good starts. I don't want it to get to that point. I not yet. Not yet. I don't want to pitch in it and decide in game three. I think if they're going to win the series, they got to win in two. And I can't pick against them. I just can't do it. I, I I wanted to say off pod that my brain is telling me pick Cincy in three because of their pitching, because their lineup has good bats that just haven't hit very well this year. But I can't pick against the Braves. I'm a homer. I picked Mike Soroka for the Cy Young, Christian Pache for the Rookie of the Year. Let's go ahead and pick the Braves in two. Because <laughs> those panned out well. Yes. Uh, actually, D-Row, Mark DeRosa, I don't know if you guys watch MLB Central, he picked Mike Soroka in his preseason picks to be the NL Cy Young winner. And so, you know, it wasn't yeah. necessarily a homer pick for me. It was a decent pick. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Now the Pache one, yeah. All right, Reds in, Reds in three. That's oh, all I'm going to say about that. No. Oh, no. oh, Oh, a stunner. Listen, I changed my pick, like, during the pod from Reds and three to Braves and three. Well, go ahead and change it back. No, please change it back because please, please change it. Because then when they win in two, not only will I get the satisfaction of the Braves winning, but then I get the satisfaction of being the only one who picked them to win. No, I feel confident in my Braves in three. I, I never questioned going back to the Reds. If we had show. last year's September Freddie Freeman going into this series, I – I would have to pick Cincinnati, but the guy is just on another planet. And Marcelo Zuna is on that same planet. Planet with him, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Especially Ozuna of late. He's been every bit as blows my mind how good he's been. Um so me and Blake like the Braves. JD does not like the Reds. He (laughs) likes the Braves, but he's picking the Reds to win. Hey, one one uh good thing about this pick. If I'm wrong, I'll be – it'll be the happiest be I've been wrong about. <laughs> you can't uh, go wrong either way. That's, yeah, that's, it's a win-win. I mean, you're hedging. You're hedging. Is what it's a win-win. Win. <laughs> All that said, who's going to win the World Series, guys? Real quick, we'll give more breakdowns as we go through the postseason. We actually know who moves on. But I want to hear your picks for who's going to advance all the way up and take the fall classic this year. Well, lead us off, Ben. Let's hear it. All right. So, uh, I got Tampa beating Toronto and Cleveland beating the Yankees. I like Tampa to move on. I think that Tampa-Cleveland series will be a fun one. Um, But I like Tampa to go on there to the ALCS. On the bottom side, got the Twins over Houston and the White Sox over Oakland. So, we get an AL Central matchup there. And I like the Twins – to beat the White Sox and move on. They've kind of got a playoff monkey on their back as well. I think they're going to shake it off, face the Rays in the ALCS. And I like Tampa Bay to move on to the World Series for the first time since 2008. On the NL side, Dodgers over Brewers, Cards over Padres. 
I would love for the Cards to get a crack at the Dodgers. Historically, have owned them in the postseason. I have memories of Matt Adams and Carpenter taking Kershaw deep many a time. But I think the Dodgers, that's where the Cardinals magic ends. Dodgers move on to the NLCS. And then the bottom side, I got Marlins over Cubs, Braves over Reds. And I think the Braves win that NLE matchup and go on to the NLCS where they meet their Waterloo with the Dodgers. And the Dodgers move on to the World Series to face the Rays. And I'm going Tampa Bay, baby. Bring that World Series on down to Tampa. Wow. What a homer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Here's here's my picks. Uh, I got Tampa Bay over Toronto. I got Cleveland over New York. And I've got Tampa Bay over Cleveland in a very close series. Um, I then got Minnesota over Houston. Oakland – or, excuse me, White Sox over Oakland. And then I've got Chicago over Minnesota. So my ALCS, Tampa Bay versus Chicago. Tampa Bay hits the Rays pitching staff and that solid lineup. I got Tampa Bay making it to the World Series as well. In the NL, I got Dodgers over Milwaukee, Cardinals over Padres, and then I got the Dodgers sweeping Wow, he oh. had to throw that in there. Just pain. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I picked them to sweep. I picked them to sweep the, the Padres in the first series. I will not do that again. So. <laughs> uh, and then I got Miami over Chicago. And then I got, of course, the Reds over the Braves. <laughs> and then I and then I got the Reds beating the Marlins in, in uh, then that matchup. And I think I'm going to go with the Dodgers over the Reds. I think that the Dodgers have the arms to match up against the Reds. I also think that their bullpen's better. So I got Tampa Bay and the Dodgers in the World Series. And the Dodgers pull out their long-awaited World Series this year with an asterisk beside it. Who would have thought? (laughs) All right, Blake. All right, yeah. Well, So, you know, we've already went through the first round, of course. Tampa Bay moving on. I do have the Yankees moving on to face Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay does advance against the Yankees, that AL East matchup. Don't think the Yankees have enough starting pitching to get Yeah, they're off. like two and eight against Tampa this year, too. Yeah. Um, I've got Minnesota matching up with the White Sox in the other divisional round. I actually like Minnesota to move on here and um, beat the White Sox. So I've got Tampa Bay and Minnesota in the ALCS, and I'm going with Minnesota. I think they've Ooh. got enough pitching. They got a couple of decent arms in the bullpen, but I think Donaldson hills up and is healthy for the ALCS. I think Buxton continues to hit like he has been. They've got a lot of really they've got a lot of guys in that lineup who can catch fire and carry a team. Miguel Sano yes. can hit some bombs. Max Nelly. Kepler's had a bad season, but he can always <clears throat> light fire. Eddie Rosario, and of course the guy who's been the consistent. Mr. Consistency for him, Nell Daddy in the middle of that order. So I've got Minnesota coming out of the American League. Of course, Dodgers, and I picked the Padres to beat the Cardinals, but I've got the Dodgers taking care of the Padres. I don't think the Padres pitching staff will be healthy enough to match up with L.A. Um, got Miami pulling the upset, of course, over the Cubs to match it with the Braves. The Braves 
have had a little bit more trouble with the Marlins this year, but I think the Braves can take care of them in a five-game series. They've seen each other enough, and I think the Braves, I'm going to lean on their lineup to, to be more prepared than the Marlins. So I've got the Braves and the Dodgers matching up in the NLCS. Not even close. I think the Dodgers take that one in five, maybe. Um, I just don't think – if Mike Soroka was available, you know, maybe it would be a different story where you have three or four really good pitchers available. But I like the Dodgers to come out of the NL. So then I've got a Minnesota and Los Angeles Dodgers World Series, and I am with you guys on the Dodger train. It's hard not to pick the best team in baseball. And the L.A. Dodgers, I got them winning it in six. Uh, I see a scenario where the Twins could come out winners, but I don't think they have enough pitching to neutralize that Dodgers offense. And I'm going to go ahead and throw out Mookie Betts, World Series MVP. Uh, you know, we were told, Ben, when we went to the Boston Red Sox game against the Braves <laughs> that Mookie Betts is better than Mike Trout. He's not better yeah. than Mike Trout, but he is dang close. He is he's a very good good. player. He is. So, Blake's got Minnesota and L.A. in the World Series with L.A. taking it. J.D.'s got Tampa and L.A. I also have Tampa and L.A. J.D. thinks the Dodgers. I think the Rays. So, we're all for sure going to be wrong and all these teams will lose in the first round. Yep. It'll be, it'll be a Marlins uh, <laughs> Athletics World Series just like the MLB wants. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be wild. It's going to be fun. We're excited. My students this week are just going to be working on projects, so I may throw the games <laughs> up on the projector during the Whoa, day. Whoa, <laughs> don't let the principal we listen to the podcast here. Uh, but we'll take a quick break. It's been a lot of baseball talk. It's been fun. We'll talk Titans very briefly after the break, and then we're going to head on out the door. Um, so stick with us. Welcome back into Infield Fly. We're going to very quickly talk about the Titans and out the door, and then we'll head on out. Uh, Titans, 3-0 for the first time since when? A long time. I'm not sure the exact year, but it's been a while. We'll guess 2008. 3-0. Yes. That sounds right, actually. That is correct. 3-0, and uh, Stephen Gostowski is the MVP now of this team. Gokowski, <laughs> come on now. After missing all those it. kicks, he comes back and he's hit three straight game winners and, I mean, saved the team from total embarrassment against the Vikings. Um, Derrick Henry, we need you to go for 100 this Sunday against Pittsburgh because the Titans are 15-0 when you go for 100. Uh, I am worried – Obviously, about the defense, we really need a Dory back. Uh, Jonathan Joseph looked like Methuselah trying to cover <laughs> Justin Jefferson out there. When him and Vaccaro ran into each other, uh, oh, hey, he had a pick six that got called back on one of the worst blindside block calls I've that ever call seen. And the Jeffrey Simmons roughing the passer. That I, just knew, was I knew that that was going to cost us the game, and I was going to be irate. Yeah, that uh, that roughing the passer was even worse. Like the guys scraped 
the side of his head. Like, come on. Yeah. But they need to patch up the D. They need A.J. Brown back, which sounds like he may be out for a while with a bone bruise. But Titans have us feeling good. At least I'm feeling pretty good. What are you guys feeling about the Titans right now? It's weird to say this, but they feel like a team, and they've been a team who just finds a way to win the game. Yep, that's what they've turned into, it, that's which is good. The, and it feels like Tannehill. I know he's, you know, he's through a pick last week. I, I think they may have been near the red zone. But he just Remember. makes a play every now and then. The defense gets a stop every now. They just there's nothing like not one person that stood out in this game. Yeah. Maybe Khalif Raymond. First I time love that little guy. I forgot to say that I freaking love him. Yeah, I'm so glad to see him step up with AJ out. It feels like they're building a what's the word I'm trying to think of a mentality of we're never out of the game. The next, I mean. It, I don't want to say it's the Patriot way because they haven't won anything of substance, really. But it feels like they're just a team that just can find ways to win. They're not always going to be flashy. You know, the, the Vikings got demolished last week by the Colts. Uh-huh. So, you know, you're going in. Vikings got a lot of injuries. You're thinking, oh, Titans are going to come in here and just throw all over this team. And Dalvin Cook rips off 180 yards. Yeah, that hurt. But uh, they just they find ways to win. Under pressure, I trust them. I, it feels so weird to say that with so many times I've been hurt by the Braves, the Vols. Uh, I mean, just every team that I've ever cheered for just collapses whenever it's winning time. But these Titans feel different. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, the tit- I look at another team, and I know we're not going to talk about every team, but I look at the Dallas Cowboys and the Tennessee Titans. I feel like those are very – Two very similar teams. Good offensive line. They want to run the ball. They've got weapons now, and they've got what should be solid defenses, and obviously they haven't performed very well. The Dallas Cowboys have lost a couple close games this year, um, and the Titans have won a couple close games. Uh, I think they're, they've are they won their three games by a total margin of victory of six total points. Yep. So that's if you're counting and can do simple math, that's an average of <laughs> two per game. So, and they've won on uh, Stephen Gostowski kicks on all three of those games. So um, that's why he's been the MVP so far. Look, I think the Titans have some key guys out on defense, specifically Adoree Jackson. Last year, Adoree Jackson was one of the fewest targeted players on the team, or, or, or excuse, excuse me, the the league. Um, meaning that he covers guys and they're not open typically and there's not much room to throw. Um, that or that people just really like throwing to Malcolm Butler, which I'm beginning to think is more so <laughs> I think that Christian Fulton, the other corner, has not had a full off season. Show up, please. I, I didn't see him on the field, which is good. He I didn't mean, have a sack. He had a sack and he's had that a pick. That was very Logan Ryan-esque, that sack. Was. The delayed blitz from the nickel, that's – I had flashbacks of Logan Ryan. Yeah, I mean, look, once Adoree comes back, I feel better about the defense. I think the the bigger concern right now is the run defense. Last year, we could at least defend the run, and then teams were more so one-dimensional. I think Casey – I think that's where we missed Jarrell Casey some. I think Clowney's more so a disruptor in the run game. 
um, which can lead which can lead to bigger holes. I mean, he's going to gamble um, every once in a while. I think one thing I've noticed for this team is that Kevin Byard has not played well so far. He has missed. He has taken some bad angles first against the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, on a long run, and and then against uh, Dalvin Cooks have a forty yard run or whatever it was. Um, I'm not too concerned yet. They've done what they needed to do. As you guys said, Mike Vrabel's DNA is all over this team. Very disciplined. So Blake thought it was funny that I said Mike Vrabel's DNA is all over this <laughs> So if you want to just guess about what he was thinking about, uh, we'll yeah. let you so we'll let your mind wander on. Yeah, open for interpretation on that one. Uh, I saw him smiling out of uh, on the screen here, and I knew exactly what he was talking about. Oh, oh goodness. We're running up against our last <laughs> Yeah. Oh, goodness. So, yeah, Mike Vrabel's identity is all over this uh, team. Very disciplined. Um, they're going to find ways to win. Special teams, a big part of the grief and uh, the success of the team this year. That's why they went out and got Gostowski. I don't think that uh, Suckup's hitting 250-plus yard field goals. He had the accuracy, didn't have the leg. And then, you know, really last year he was hurt and didn't have the accuracy. So, um, I, I will say this about the offense. Uh, very good complementary offense. You got Corey Davis, who's a possession receiver that's going to catch it in between the hashes. Uh, Adam Humphreys, Ryan Tannehill's looking for him on third down. Anytime third down – they just need to guard Ryan. Uh, they just need to guard Adam Humphreys because that's where he's throwing. And then Johnu Smith has become a absolute playmaker. Can run like the wind, and he's a big dude, hard to guard. Um, I don't think they necessarily miss AJ Brown as much as they do Adoree Jackson. Um, but we're gonna see how good this team is uh, coming up. And we haven't even talked about Derrick Henry at all, and he's been just as solid as he was last year. Yep. Um, I look for guys like Darrington Evans to maybe take some of the load uh, away from Derrick Henry and um, just kind of keep him fresh, especially going into the uh, stretch run um, in the middle of the season and kind of let Henry do what he does second half of the season. I, I feel like they need to do that in order for him to continue that success. But going to figure it out and see what we got against the Bills and the Steelers, I think, are uh, Bills next week. Steelers coming Steelers. up, both teams three and zero. Going to be a big game, and we yeah. will need see. Taylor Lewan back. Big, yeah. Going to be a huge game. We'll see what the Titans got, and we'll talk more about them uh, later. We'll have another pod coming out probably Thursday. Talk about the Vols a little bit, maybe a little more baseball and NFL. Uh, but we got five minutes, so Blake, take us on out the door quickly, quickly. And this is under a big assumption. So college football. Here's all the – all Power Five conferences, at least, will be resuming football activities at some point this fall. I think the Pac-12 is going to start November, I believe. Yeah. yeah off, I mean, this is a tough one, but I hope you guys can put something together. Who are your playoff picks? Who are your four playoff teams? 
this year. Uh, I'll go first to buy. Go you. ahead. Um, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I think Bama's on a revenge tour. I got them go- getting in probably as the one seed. Ohio State, they're going to be there. They're going to have a shortened season. They're going to want to put up big numbers. Justin Fields is just going to be happy that he's getting to play. Clemson, I mean, the top three, I feel like, are pretty universal. Clemson getting in and Trevor Lawrence's last year. And then my fourth one, it hurts so bad to say it. I don't want to. Florida. Yeah. That's my four, too. Clemson, Ohio State, Bama, Florida. I think Florida Uh, loses the title, SEC title game to Alabama, but that's their only loss, and they still get in as the four seed. Oklahoma, but after they just lost a bad game this week, I don't don't know if they can recover. They're out. Yeah. I pro- I don't think I would have picked Oklahoma to begin with. I think they've just gotten lucky with three excellent quarterbacks for years now. Um, so Oregon would have been in contention, but they've had a lot of people opt out. Opt out, yeah. yeah. Two um, first round picks have opted out. Yeah, and uh, of course Herbert not there anymore. Um, so they were kind of a fringe team, but definitely not going to pick pick them now. My picks are pretty much the same. If I had to throw a team in there just to uh, stir the pot a little bit, I would throw Miami in there instead of Clemson. I think there's a possibility Miami can beat Clemson this year. They've looked good. They I don't believe good. in them. I, they don't, I don't believe in them yet. I think Florida State's trash. Yes. Um, Louisville. They played Louisville, yeah. Outside of Clemson and, other, and Miami, the ACC is nothing to be afraid yeah. of. For so. sure. I know it's very chalky out the door, but I wanted to ask you guys last week, ran out of time, so I figured I'd just carry yeah. it on and give you a little more time. But didn't need all that time to figure it out. It seems to be pretty easy. Yeah, so far anyway, after after week one. But yep. you guys got anything else? No, just uh, go Braves. And go Cards. I'll go say go Bauer. Cards if it gives us some of that devil magic. <laughs> it might. It might rub off on you. Good pod. We're excited. Postseason starting up. Uh, Titans looking good. Balls, we didn't talk about them, but scratch out a win against South Carolina. Got Missouri this week. We'll talk more about that later in the week. Um, hope you guys join us for that one. We'll see what happens in the postseason. This is Infield Fly logging off. <laughs>